0: Hi, my name's Karen O'Connor and welcome to this episode of the Menopause, Marriage and Motherhood podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Anyway, we were going to talk about your experiences in going back into the dating scene when you were in your 40s because like, mm. that was so brave. That was so right. You had some serious experiences because I remember saying to you when you were starting out, like, oh, I'd just stay single if it was me. Like I just couldn't do it. <laughs> but you did and you persisted. You got so much, oh, not experience, you got so much education in doing it, like not oh, yeah. negative, well, some, quite a lot of negative education, but you got an awful lot of positive education as well. There were some really interesting experiences. Right. So let's start at the beginning because to me it was really brave that you actually went, no, you know what, I'm going to get back on the dating scene and I'm going to do it online
1: because that made me go, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? There was It was a twofold decision. First one, um, and I've mentioned this in that other call, was that I was convinced I had a good relationship in me and I'd had a series of uh, between bad and uh, just plain not right relationships, you know, like my first marriage, it wasn't that it was bad, but it was just never right. It should never have happened in the first place. Um, simply because I didn't know who I was and I wasn't, you know, I didn't claim who I was and neither did he. So we're both lying to each other. Um, and, you know, it, it's, I figured I had a good one in me. <laughs> you know, I'm capable of give, having a good relationship. Um And the second one was the reason I chose to go online was because I looked at my life, where does Kylie go out and meet people, and I don't. (laughs) Because because with my career, I work on my own from home, and when I'm out of the house, I'm dealing with Mr and Mrs at their dining room table. I'm not dealing with young, you know, know, 40 to 50-year-old eligible bachelors because yeah, they've got better things to do than to renovate their home. You know, it's either that or they've just done it because they've got the, tra- the tool belt on. Um, I went to dancing in Port Macquarie where I was living at the time and once you've been there three times, you've met all the men and then that's it. And <laughs> and it just didn't, it doesn't grow from that because it's such a, being a small town and being Latin dancing not being a massively, you know, popular thing. And it was just like, well, I don't meet people and I also had realised by this stage that I was not looking for a country boy mentality despite the fact I was living in the country, you know. I was looking for someone with a much broader experience base Um, and, you know, so I realised I was looking for someone who tree-changed out or someone who still lived in the city. So it was like, well... I can't meet either of those sorts of people in my current lifestyle. So I've got to do something different. So I'll go online. So that was sort of the reasoning behind what I did. But I also realised that I've been online before, didn't necessarily enjoy it other than that initial rush of, oh, my God, so many people are interested. But then when you start looking at it, it's going, no, they're not interested. They just, you know, want to see your tits or something. Um, I'd wish when I also need help in order to a claim me be able to express me and I found a group online to help me just with personal development but then it turned out that the guy who ran this particular the group that really resonated with me also did an online dating group to help women write profiles that reflected who they truly were and then also how to vet profiles about of men that you didn't want and how to deal with that and and then I had done previously a lot of learning on masculine feminine energies uh, masculine-feminine communication and stuff like that. Because I realised I've had two divorces and it wasn't all their fault. You know, there were two of us there. So I, I, I had to go, all right, well, I was there. So I obviously took part. So what am I doing wrong? So I'd done quite a bit of this work to go, all right, I realised my communication needed work. So I, I went and just self-studied that and practised on my old friends and studied male friends and all that sort of stuff and ran things by them. So I did a lot of really proactive work to go... Who am I? How do I express that? What do I need to work on for me that's potentially putting up barriers um, to me having a lovely open relationship? Um, So I had to do, yeah, a lot of work like that before I even got to online dating. And then, yeah, having this this male mentor who you could get online and, and go blah, 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 this, and he'd just go, no, don't even bother responding. That man is not worth your time. If he can't do A, B, C, and D, he's not worth your time. You're too high value. Don't worry about it. So it was, yeah, I had a lot of support to go back out there. <laughs> I didn't do it alone.
0: <laughs> Th- that's really interesting, though. How long were you? So, a couple of things I want to talk about that. How long were you? doing the online dating stuff before you found this guy and what were your experiences there? And the second thing was what made you want to look at the
1: masculine-feminine energies? Um, I'll start with the second one. The masculine-feminine energies was something that a, another girlfriend of mine, uh, she was into all of that sort of stuff and she'd done counselling and all those sorts of things. So she was after my second marriage ended. Um, we spent a lot of time together. Uh, as friends, but, you know, she was sort of, you know, how teachers teach and counsellors counsel, so she did a lot of counselling at me while hanging out as friends. (laughs) Um, And she just went, look, are, are you aware that you have a huge amount of masculine energy? And I'm like, what? And she's like, look, she goes, you're not masculine at core. She said, but you front with masculine energy. She goes, read these books. And so I went off and read these books and I was like, oh, my God, I do a lot of my behaviours because I can be very cerebral. I I approach, um, uh, at that point I was approaching life almost exclusively from the brain and not from the heart. And I I was completely locked down to vulnerability and all of this sort of stuff. And so that just made me go well hang on that and then in reading these books I suddenly realized that you can only have one alpha in the relationship and it had been me <laughs> and that's why I was you know apart there was as you know many many layers of a relationship but I was constantly frustrated in that I was the one making the decisions I was the one having to drive goals forward I was the one doing all of that and what I wanted was a partnership and so for my first marriage, I would sit back and wait for my husband to join me or initiate and he never would, so nothing happened for 11 years because I'd go, oh, I've got this idea I want to do, I want to do, I want to do, and then he'd go, yeah, 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 and nothing would happen unless I drove it through, and if I did, he would constantly resent me. And in the second one, it, it was a bit different. I was a bit more aware that I didn't want to drive it through, but that was the one that was, you know, a really messy relationship. And so when I read this stuff, I was just like, oh, there's so much here I need to learn. So that's and then I had um I dated a guy for a little while who was right into that as well. And so he was invaluable in that he was he still needed a, a you know a, a mother slash counselor slash manager. But I, I was able to recognize my behavior and recognize his really clearly because he spoke the language that was meant to have been a conscious, you know, evolved male didn't have the action so all of a sudden I was going right this is this is what's going on and I could watch my reactions to it um, and so it sort of just led from there and I just did more reading and I started really watching my male friendships and how I interacted with them and I started practicing more softer feminine behavior and instantly the men around me would change their behavior so it was just like oh right right this is you know when I and I work in the construction industry as you know because you've worked in it too There are times when it's really handy to walk in and and man speak at people because it's just like, right, I I need this, this, this and this and how's that going to happen? But that's not how your lover and partner at home needs you to speak unless you're the one in charge, you know. So it was just like, ah right. And then um, what was the second question? Oh, how long was I doing it? So I'd done the masculine feminine stuff for probably about four and a half years. Before I went back on, and in between I dated this guy for a bit and I dabbled online, but before I went on seriously and got the mentor and all of that sort of stuff, uh, it was about four and a half years before, uh, no, maybe three and a half before I went back on, three and a half, four years before I went right, you know, and I targeted the experience. So it was like, like this mentor, his name was Graham, he said, look, you know, use your cerebral power to set up the profile because you've got to write a profile that men can hear. So you don't write the profile in your girls speak, you write the profile in the in man speak. So that you're writing something a man can hear as opposed to something your girlfriends thinks reads really nicely and they want to hang out with you. So you've you've got to get that different, he said, but then once you're communicating you've got to sit back in that feminine energy if you want this type of male. And you also have to work out what type of masculine you're actually looking for. can you just give me an example of the difference
0: so if you're writing an ad from a woman's perspective and an ad in man speak, what are the just give me a little bit of an example with that and then and then going on from there, what you were saying about then talking to them in woman speak when you actually yeah. met them, so you've got to switch between those roles Sorry yeah, to um, as well if
1: you're you're right uh, if you're going to write an ad in in Women speak, it'll be all about how things will make you feel, you know. You're going to be walking on the beach and you're going to feel romantic and you'll feel beautiful and all this sort of stuff. For the guy, it's about the practical aspect in terms of you will get from A to B and you'll get this meal at the end of it, you know. So it's it's more like that. The men need to know the practical, logical application and they need to know the facts and if they want to know more. But they need to know enough to, to make them want to ask, whereas women want to know, you know, the story, how they're going to feel, you know how how they're gonna you know suddenly be transformed by these things whereas so it's kind of like that so when you're writing a profile if you're writing it in woman speak it's like that whole you know I love romantic evenings in and I want to feel special when I'm with this person and I want to you know um all of that sort of stuff And which women just go yeah 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 you know and, and saying that you want you know you want to a man who will, you know, remember to date night and you want a man who will do this, you know, these sorts of things. That's woman speak. Whereas to a man, it's more a case of um, I'm looking for a man who's comfortable to lead while respecting, while respecting uh, feminine energy, you know. So you, you need to boost their ego a little bit to, for the man to go, oh, I can be the hero, you know, whereas opposed to going, this is how the girl's going to feel. So men want to know that they're respected, they want to know that, uh, you know, that they can be the hero, but they also want to know where the boundaries are. So they want to know very clearly where the boundaries are. They don't particularly want to want the happy ever after at this point. They want to know you're interested in dating and stuff like that, but that they want to know very clearly where boundaries are. And so it's things like, um, you know, I'm not interested in someone who smokes, you know, and instead of just going smoke is not allowed, you just go, look, I lead a really healthy lifestyle. So I've... I'd you know, please don't apply if you're a smoker as opposed, you know, so it's, it's like that instead of putting up walls, it's just like, here's my boundary, be gentle with your boundary, but be very firm about it, you know? And um, so, yeah, it was about and and making yourself stand out. You, You needed to make yourself stand out. And I don't mean by having lots of makeup on and doing duck face and a cleavage because straight away you're going to get a man who wants someone superficial and is only looking at your boobs Um, what you want is someone who will look at the picture, see who you really are in those pictures. And that's not you with your kids because basically instantly you've advertised mama bear. There's no room for a man in there. You don't want you with your girlfriends because there's, you know, all of a sudden he's competing for your attention. But you want you in real life situations without boobs and duck face. Um, And so that, you know, things like that. We put the gorgeous photos on for the women we don't put the gorgeous photos on to attract the right type of man. And so, the you know, the photos I ended up with was one of me doing glass blowing in San Diego, and I had these jeans on that were too tight, and I had a tank top on that was too tight because you can't have anything that's going to get in the way of the fire. And I was sitting down, so I had the lovely tummy rolls going with my tank top and my jeans too tight. I had these manky gloves on, you know, up to here so you don't get burnt. And the, the person I was with who was this guy that i dated and practiced the best practice max skin on family and stuff with he had a camera and he looked over at me and i was sort of you know not interested in what he was doing <laughs> i saw what i did he's going photo 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 and making a you know because he liked the attention to be on him so it was all about the attention being on him taking photos so i just held my hands up like this but what i did was this you know to basically go fuck off um But because I grinned when I did it, because I knew what I was thinking, that was the first photo this mentor told me to put up there. He goes, because right there, he said, it's the eyes. Men aren't going to notice the rest of it. It's the eyes. And when I spoke to people that I dated, and I had beautiful business photos, professional photos that I'd had done for business. I had all these sort of stuff. And he just went, no, 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 because that says, not only can I run my company, I can run yours, and I can do it better than you. He said, no. He said, that's what a man sees subconsciously, when a man sees a businesswoman all done up, even though I'm quite alternative, as you know, what they see is a woman who is taking charge. So whereas me and my jeans being all grubby, you know, with this look in my eye and stuff like that, he's gone that one. And the other photo of my profile picture ended up being one I'd done as a selfie at 7 o'clock in the morning, freezing, been for a walk, sweating, all freezing, beanie, scarf on, nothing matching, and I just did this. And you know one of those ones where you just go, (laughs) nice actually I like that one that was my profile picture and it was you know but not photos I ever would have picked whereas Graham just said no he said look at your eyes he said people can see that there is an intelligent witty charming person in there he goes that's what the man's looking for it was just like really yeah so all the photos that the girls would put on because there was a big group of girls with us all the photos that the girls would put on would almost exclusively be struck off by a guy going, no, wrong message, wrong message, wrong message. And then he would go on our Facebook feeds and pull up a couple of photos going this one, this one, this one. And you'd look at it and go, really, why? And he would tell you exactly why. And he would go, pop it on your profile and see that you don't get a better quality of men contacting you. And every single time for all of us, the minute we changed those photos and we changed how our profile was written um, to reflect a bit more about what's unique about us, to reflect a bit more of that I'm selling to a man, so to speak. That sounds really harsh, but that's my cerebral approach to it, you know. Um, Instantly, the quality of man went up. So instead of getting just a winky face or a kiss or you're really attractive as an opening line, you would get men that would start with like five or six sentence paragraphs who would reference stuff in your... Profile that they had gone and read and absorbed, and they would go, "Look, I'm really interested in this. You know, you sound, you know, this sounds really fascinating. Would you be interested in a chat on this subject that you've mentioned." Completely different quality of man, and when you look at their profile, the ones who'd initially contacted with the, the first ones where I had business, and I had girls, you know, I've written in girls speak because I I tend to be masculine energy out here, not on paper. <laughs> When I'm on paper, I'm quite feminine, you know, at times. Um, and the profiles of the guys, when you went and looked at them, they would do winky face and stuff like that. They're standing there with their dead fish. There's a picture of their motorbike. They've got their shirt off in the bathroom, but you can see bras on the, you know, the towel rack behind them, that, that sort of thing. Um, whereas you go into the profiles of the men who started with all these paragraphs and stuff like that, nothing about what male toys, boy toys they own. Nothing about how much money they earn in terms of the photos, look at all my expensive things. Um, Yeah, it was just pictures of them maybe, you know, out to dinner, them, you know, just a nice headshot. It was just nice pictures of men and it, it it made such an astonishing difference and one of the rules that we were told was that unless someone starts any contact at all with a full paragraph, don't respond, block them. End of story. You owe them nothing. You are not being rude. If someone wolf wishes at you from the street, are you being rude if you don't go over and start the conversation with them? No, you're not. You're not rude. So you're not rude online. So ignore them, block them. You don't know them. You owe them nothing and they have disrespected you by thinking that you have nothing better to do with your time than to talk to someone who doesn't have the energy to actually treat you respectfully. And it was just like, wow. <laughs> so it was yeah
0: i think that comment about um about the difference between guys who just write a single sentence and a guy who will write five or six sentences well, that's a really interesting point one thing Again, we were taught, it's an understanding of,
1: of how men's mind works men's minds yeah. work yeah and that's why we were taught to um if a man is interested he will ask questions He doesn't need the story up front. He needs enough to to make him go, oh, oh, I'd like to know some more about that because a man who is serious about trying to meet someone will want to get to know someone. So it's basically try and express yourself as best you can but pick out what's unique about you to make you stand out from the crowd. That's why it was also these photos, those sort of photos, make you stand out from the crowd because it's not that we were unattractive in those photos. We were very attractive but we were very ourselves as opposed to being all done up for business, as opposed to being done up for a night out with your boobs out and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's it's what they saw was us, but he also said there was none of this, They couldn't be drab photos either. They had to really capture something. And, um, yeah, it, it was quite astonishing, the change and the, and the quality of men that you're looking for who will go out of their way to get to know you. You know, if they if they say they're going to call and they just don't, you know, and they didn't die and they, and their dog didn't die and all of this sort of stuff and they get back to you two days later and go, oh, yeah, just got busy. Thanks very much for your time. I'm not interested. End of story. It's like, no, because if they said they're going to call, if they're worth anything at all and they can't, they will contact you to tell you they can't or well, they'll contact you as soon as they're able to, to go, God, my phone battery was dead. I ran out of petrol. Can I please call you tomorrow night at 6? You know, anything less than that, you're not interested. And it was it was completely empowering, um, and I did that for God, I don't remember now. Maybe a year, yeah, maybe a year or, or more before I met Robin, and. Um, during that time I had one uh, spoke for a couple of months with one guy and it was like the first time I'd sort of spoken with this quality of guy before but then something happened where he said he'd call and he didn't call and I slipped back into mum lecture manager mode and he instantly just disappeared and I went into the group and went look this is what's happened and this was before he disappeared and and you know the whole group all the women going no you're absolutely right to do that other women were going oh absolutely not what have you done you know and Graham's come on there and he's just gone look Kylie you've 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 gone into lecture mode and all you've done is point out to this guy that he's failed. He already knows he's failed because he's brought this up in conversation before, that one of his past relationship problems was that he would get so wrapped up with his work he would forget he'd made plans. He said, you are now the face that has pointed out that he has not grown through that. He said, he will get back to you because he obviously likes you and all of this sort of stuff, he said, but he's gone. So did you have to do it that way or could you have just gone in and just gone... Next time you spoke to him, going, hey, what what about this? What happened? You know, thought we had some plans and give him the chance to explain. And then if you don't like the explanation, then just go, well, look, thank you so much for your explanation, but that actually doesn't work for me as opposed to what I did. (laughs) So it was, yeah, so it was, um, yeah, it was interesting. And when I met Robin, I'd made some changes to my profile because I was just constantly updating and stuff like that. And what I realised is that, Good quality men will respond, even if they're saying no. They will respond and just go, hey, look, your your profile reads really well, but I'm looking for maybe someone a little bit closer. Or, hey, look, thanks for reaching out. You know, you seem like a really interesting person. Um, I just don't think we'd be compatible. They will still answer with multiple sentences. So what I've done is made some changes and then I just picked the top three most compatible men because the system I went through gave you compatibility ratings and their psychological profile and all of this sort of stuff. It was amazing. I just picked the top three, didn't check where they lived, because I just thought, no, I'm just checking how my profile's reading. I just flicked it off to them. Two of them got back to me straight away and just went, wow, look, you, this, you, you seem like a really lovely person, but I'm looking for someone closer, because they were both in Sydney. Third one was Robin. He got back to me and goes, well, look, thanks. thank you so much for reaching out. You seem really interesting. I was fascinated by this in your profile and I found this bit really funny and that, that, all this sort of stuff, asked me how I was going and then just said, look, you know, but it's a long way for us to catch up for a coffee. And I've just gone, oh, where is he? <laughs> found out he was in Melbourne <laughs> and I was on the east coast of, you know, in New South Wales. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was only then and then all of a sudden I've gone, oh, the distance and I wasn't even... You know, I'd, I'd read his profile, I'd read, I'd read like I'd written it for me sort of thing, you know. Um, and I, I I read his answer and stuff like that and I was like, oh, that's interesting. His response was immediately different. But I just fired back a real smart ass response going, oh, Melbourne, all this sort of stuff. So I just came straight back and went, look, I, I understand it's like three and a half days or three days and four hours or all silly. this. So I'll meet you at this cafe. And I looked up a cafe that was in his suburb. And so I'd, I named the cafe in his suburb and just went, right, I'll meet you here at three, you know, three days, two hours, all this sort of stuff. I'm leaving now. Just being a smart-ass. And he just thought I was hilarious. It just sort of grew from there. But instantly he, he did exactly what we were told to look for in that he, he referenced multiple parts of my profile. He had obviously read, you know, all of it. Um, didn't refu- reference any photos. That was another big tick. If they reference your photos and how good looking you might they might think you are or great legs you have, that's a no straight away. Didn't reference my photos. They're allowed to reference them later on, but they're not allowed to start the conversation with how you look. Um, yeah, and it, it was amazing. And his photos, do you know the photo that got me the most on his profile was a full body shot of him in a Pooh bear onesie, on a soccer pitch wearing soccer boots and he had the biggest grin on his face, you know, that you've ever seen. And it was just like here is a man having the time of his life in a onesie outdoors. (laughs) So it was just like I wanted that man doesn't take himself too seriously. You know, he's obviously you read his profile and you just went very articulate, very articulate, done some really interesting things but he's happy to get out in a onesie and look like he's having the time of his life.
0: (laughs) Perfect. So do you think, how long were you on the previous dating scene for? That was about four years, was it, before you started or am I getting the timelines wrong?
1: Yeah, no, I had after the second marriage broke up, I had about 20 months, two years off. I went on mancation. And I started studying the masculine-feminine thing and I had a number of male friends um, and I, I really nurtured those so I could spend time with men and and watch them and study them and talk to them and stuff like that. Um, and they're still really good friends. And then I dated just briefly with this guy. He did the masculine-feminine stuff and I'd actually met him through the girlfriend who put me onto it in the first place. He was one of her best friends. Then after that broke up, I had another year, 18 months off where I intentionally just went no. I need to, I've learnt so much, I need to reintegrate, I need to, you know, I learned some more about myself that I needed to work on and then went back out again. So, yeah, and now Robin and I, we met over three years ago and now we're living here in Melbourne together. <laughs> in COVID, in lockdown, the minute we moved in together. <laughs> Here, not only can you live together, you can have a couple of serious illnesses and you can be together 24 hours a day. (laughs) Fortunately, we still like each other.
0: (laughs) So all in all, like when you look at it from that perspective, you didn't have that much of a problem in finding a partner, did you? you? Once you'd really got clear on how to do it, and what you needed to do in order to get exactly what you want—really, that only took about a year
1: of yeah, practice it, it, and it, tweaking. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was fairly quick. And uh, the biggest the biggest problem, and I saw this because, like I said, there were girls from all over the world in these groups, um, and we'd done you know multiple different things together and stuff like that. And it was only once the girl could 100 percent. Oh, they in the group, you always had to call them women. I've still got a thing about calling them girls. Um, um, once she truly owned her faults and realised where, um, you know what what she was willing to work on, what she what she wasn't willing to work on, what her deal breakers were, you know, once she was able to really, really just go, no, this is who I am, and it's perfectly, I'm perfectly okay who I am. Here's the stuff I'm willing to work on because I know that's caused problems. Um. And once they got to a point of being 100% happy to be on their own, because as long as you've got that, oh, I have to find someone, I'm getting too old, I don't want to be alone, your energy alone will attract someone who's going to either take advantage of that or someone who needs a mum because you're going to cling and control things. So you had to be 100% willing to walk away from anything that didn't suit you. So even if he was like 80% good and there was just a couple of red flags, it was just like, no, you need to be prepared to walk away um and once you were really able to go this is all of me you know I had to accept that I I still have a lot of masculine energy you know it's like I have a lot of masculine energy but I have even more feminine energy so I'm someone who's got even though I'm an introvert and stuff like that and can at times be the quietest person in the room I still have a huge amount of energy when I'm in you know when I'm doing me I've got you know quite a bit of energy and I needed to accept that to balance that out, the sort of men I was looking for would have quite a bit of feminine energy, would have a lot more masculine, but he was also in touch with that feminine so that we we could balance out when we needed to. And so I needed to own all of that. Once I'd done that and just went, okay, well, look, here, here are my faults. Here's the stuff I'm working on. Here's the stuff that, you know, I'm happy to to just own that, (laughs) not changing it then, yeah, everything sort of fell into place fairly quickly and it was just a matter of trying to consistently practice me in that space as opposed to giving myself away to what seems like a good thing, which we as women are so programmed to do is to give it away. And we, we tend to go through processes in the personal development field and that's from giving away all our power and we suddenly claim our power and we go through the warrior princess, fuck you, I'm not changing anything. And if you don't, can't deal with me at my worst, you don't get my best, you know, all of that sort of stuff, which is just as unattractive to, as a woman who gives everything away and won't, you know, won't stand by herself. But then you've got to get to that next level up where it's just like, I am completely worth it and I'm valid and I'm, you know, love who I am and all of that sort of stuff. And nobody needs to deal with me at my worst. Because that's no one's job. That's my job. You know. And if you're your worst, never take it to a man. A man can only deal with a woman's worst up to about a five out of ten. They're not programmed to deal with it above that. Your girlfriends deal with that, you know. So if you're expecting to go have a relationship with a man who's gonna be your best friend, it's like fuck off. He's not a woman. He can't he can't think and process like a woman, so stop trying to find someone who's going to be your best girly friend and you can tell them everything because that's why you end up with a man who can't stand up, you know, who can't do the man thing. So it was about understanding all of that and understanding how to keep our emotions safe for us but also for the people around us. So recognising when you start to elevate or you're triggered and you start to elevate, once you're at about five out of ten, you need to tap out of the conversation and just go, right, I'm elevating, I, I need to step out of this. You know, nobody's job to deal with that. That's my job to be able to deal with me when I'm triggered, angry, sad, needy, <laughs> you know, all this sort of stuff. So you've got to get all of that right. Once you get all of that sort of stuff in place and you're comfortable with that, you know, and you've you've gotten past all your dad wounds, you've gotten past your, your mum wounds, you've gotten past that boyfriend who dumped you because he found someone who was blonde and you weren't blonde, you've got to get past all of that. Once you can do that, then it's these guys just show up. But somehow these men have this radar. They don't even know they've got it, but they've got this radar to women who still carry that. And for whatever reason, they might go, you know what, I actually think she's really attractive, she's smart, she's funny. And, yeah, no, you know, because they've just, men have this amazing ability. The good, you know, the evolved ones who are very in touch with themselves have this ability to spot this energy in women. So you've got to get really grounded within yourself and once that happens it's quite fascinating you know and it's it's not just it's not just dating like I've had so many men and I've I've practiced how's this I've practiced um, going out in my feminine energy and going out in my masculine energy and I had this great opportunity to go to a building expo you know all the building products and stuff like that it's like right man's central and most of the women there are in man energy so I went um, I made a point because normally I would just go and whatever I'm comfortable in, I don't give a shit. I want to see three companies. I'm in, I'm out. I don't like these expos. Um, and while I dress, you know, I, I'm always conscious about how I dress and I feel I look good. This time I just went, i are going to do things differently. So I've realized when I'm in my feminine energy, I'm a lot, I'm a lot slower. I'm a lot calmer. Uh, my body feels a lot softer. So what I did was I put on my full length flowing dress I, I put on a bit of makeup. I had I had long, really long hair at this point. Um, I still had on jeans and I tend to wear like leather booty things anyway, like red leather shoes and stuff like that. So I still had like the, the jeans on underneath this big flowing dress. And I went in there and I just, you know, got to the door and I went, ah, you know, not going to go in in the feminine energy. I'm not going to go in and go A, B, C. I've got what I want. i out like I would normally do. And men were tripping over themselves. To, you know and that you know how men compete with each other because they want the girls to attend. I'm watching it just going, <laughs> how fascinating. Because some of you guys I actually know and you don't do this around me normally. But because my energy had shifted, their energy completely shifted. And it was just, yeah, so you know, now I'm quite conscious. I've done it when I've had to have really, really firm conversations with an ex-business partner where I was being taken advantage of. And I went in and I sat right back into the feminine energy and when he would start to bluster, a bit of a misogynist and stuff, when he would start to bluster and stuff like that, I'd just go, no, you know, that's not right. This is what happened. And he'd go, oh, oh, you know, I wouldn't argue with him. i just go, no, you know, that's not right. This is what actually happened. I was there. And he did, you know, and in the end he ended up sort of blowing himself out and he came down, whereas previously he would just keep blowing and blowing and blowing and thinking he was dominating me. And I just sat right back and I stayed completely physically, energetically unengaged. I just dealt with, you know, it, it was fascinating. I find it really interesting. And the thing is, is remembering to try and do it because my default is to be cerebral. So it's a matter of just going, all right, when is that working for me? When is that not working for me? And particularly when I'm with my partner, there are times when like we're building a house This is my industry. This is what I do.